Jones and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, updating a story, and um, this this kind of dates us a little bit back to uh, different times here on the Burns and Gambo show. Remember, I was telling you earlier about Andrew Lezis on Twitter, yeah, who had um, had offered up a pair of sun tickets to he's a two ticket giveaway for KD's debut. All you need to do reply with a pick of who you take to the game with you and why you want to take them. Then Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns, chimed in and said, this is great. These stories are awesome. Too late for tonight's game. I will give 10 groups of two tickets to my suite for a game next week. Andrew Lezis, reach out to me and pick the winners. Okay? How about that? That's great. That was great. Awesome. Do you know who Andrew Lezis picked for tonight's I do. Game? Eric Ruby sent to me. Dakota. Dakota. Who, Dakota. If you don't know... Back in the day when Jordan Bird was our producer and we used to do the bad news for the Timberwolves thing, right? Yes, who do the Suns play tonight? The Timberwolves? And what's bad the news? news for the Clippers? This is the one we yeah. still have on tape from Jordan all those yeah. years, right? Okay. I, I used it off of the ba- it was off of the original Bad News Bears movie. Well, Dakota and Dakota's dad, they, they do this, right? Where Dakota says, bad news for the whomever. He got picked. And, and Dakota got picked. Dakota got picked. Dakota nice. and his dad got picked to go to the game tonight. That's so cool. It, it, it touches us because we, I think we kind of started this with Dakota, right? Like he yes. started doing this. We've even had Dakota on the air doing it in place of you and in place of Jordan. So I think that's I think that's great. I think that Dakota going to the game tonight that is awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Dakota's dad. Uh, thank you, Dakota. It's it's great. Thank you, Matt Ishbia, for next week <laughs> doing the same thing with all these people that have reached out to Andrew Lee's is looking for tickets. That's awesome. Now, we find that Kevin Durant comes back tonight. And, of course, we'll all hold our breath for the half hour leading up to the game just to make sure everything goes okay. Don't even say that. (laughs) Don't even say that. Well, everyone's thinking it. I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. Man, but... I know. I'm tempting fate. Of course, it's going to be fine. Nothing's going to happen. But the big question, and nobody has the answer to this, but it was um, Sam Amick over at The Athletic who tried, who tried to answer the question, can the Suns win a championship with a player who was traded midseason, albeit a great one, with a player who was traded midseason joining the Suns? And he went back and looked in the history of the NBA. And we've done this before, too, weeks ago. Yeah. There are not many examples of great players who changed teams in the middle of a season and they went on to win a championship. Not many at all. No, really and, only three. And 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 all of these comparisons are going to see guys that played 36, 37 games with their teams. You want to mention Clyde Drexler? He played like 36 games with Houston. You want to mention Aguirre? He played 35, 36 games with Detroit. There's no comparison here. This guy's played three games with the Suns. Okay? And he's probably not going to play every game from now to the rest. He's going to play less than 10. He's going to play less than 10 when it's all said I mean, done. guys played 36 games. You're talking about close to half a season uh-huh. with a team. Plenty of time. Over 36 games. All of these guys that got traded midseason, you're talking about 35, 36, 37 games they played in. Kevin Durant got traded. He was injured. He came back for a cup of coffee. He got injured again. The end of the season is in 10 days. He hasn't really played with the Phoenix. This is un- there, there is no, to me, to me, 
And I know everybody's looking at this stuff. There is no comparison. There is nothing to compare this to. I can't compare him to Aguirre, Drexler, or Rasheed Wallace. Why? Because those guys played like half the season with those teams. Durant's going to play seven or eight games with the Suns. Well, I I think there's a couple reasons why there's no accurate comp. And I think one of them you just pointed out is that all those guys, okay, the the only three, you just mentioned them, Mark Aguirre when he went to Detroit, Clyde Drexler when he went to Houston, Rasheed Wallace when he went to Detroit, are the only times when a high-profile player changed teams in the middle of the season, and that team went on to go win a championship. It just doesn't happen very often. Pal Gasol got an honorable mention because he led his team to the finals, but they didn't win it until the next year. I I think the comparison falls apart for two reasons. Number one, and I appreciate Sam trying, but number one, for the reason you just said, all those guys played a bunch of games with their teams before they went to the playoffs. And number two, Mark Aguirre, great career. He and Kevin Durant. (laughs) Clyde Drexler. Terrific career. He ain't Kevin Durant. They were great players, though. Like, they were both great players. Not Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is... I, I'm not saying, you I'm not saying they him. weren't, but if we're, if we're putting this into tiers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even the great Clyde Drexler is not on the same tier as Kevin Durant. He's just not. Not my opinion, anyway. You might dispute that, but... So I, the, he's in the next tier. He's then. in the next he's tier. In the next but he's, he was a great he, player. He's a great player, but, but he's, he's not in that same... Kevin Durant is maybe the best score in the history of the NBA. That's almost a One of the hardest players to guard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so to say history doesn't treat this well or history doesn't say, well, there's nothing about history that sets us up for something like this. Nothing. 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 That's why it's it's... People could write these stories and look at these comparisons. There is no comparison. If he leads into a championship, it's unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever been done. It's never been done. He's going to take the floor with the Phoenix Suns, and they're going to say, this is the starting lineup. How many games does the starting lineup play together? It's gonna be, it's, no, by, by the time they play game one against the playoffs. Well, I mean, tonight it's 11. It's 11. Tonight it's the, ele- it's the 11th time the projected... <laughs> Anticipated starting lineup is available to play. And, for the I and, and it's a good one. It's not very much. But my point is that that number goes out the door because of Kevin Durant. When the Suns take the court for game one and their starting five goes on the court, how many games together are those starting five will have, will they have played? Oh, that's what you're asking. Yeah, it's not. It's minute. It's 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 eight it's nine. It's gonna be single digits. Right. You're gonna be able to count it on two hands. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's unprecedented. We yeah. don't have any. There is nothing that sh- now, history that shows that. As a Suns fan, all right, and I don't mind saying this. As a Suns fan, I hope what everybody's saying about Kevin Durant is true, and what everyone's saying about Kevin Durant is that he is the most flexible, he is the most malleable superstar, maybe in the history. Like he's the most adaptable superstar in the history of the NBA. Man, I hope everybody's right because he's going to have to be for this to work, for this to happen this year. Kevin Durant is going to have to be the most adaptable superstar in the NBA because it's going to require kind of innovation on the fly. You're going to be you're you're going to be this is going to be the ultimate test case in kind of experimentation on the fly and adaptability on the fly and making this up as you go. That's what this is going to work because they just don't have the kind of experience together that you'd like going into a situation no, like and this. And that's what like Book said like we're just going to ball. We're just going out there ball. We're just going to play. And I think it'll be fine. I do think it'll be fine. You throw in the fact that Ross and TJ Warren play, but haven't played a whole lot of games with this team. And if you're talking about the top eight of the Phoenix Suns and their rotation, and Warren and Russ are in there, you got three guys that haven't played a whole lot and together. Not to nitpick about the with everybody you're using. Else. I don't want it to be fine. I want it to be great. Can it be great? I don't see why not. I you know, truly don't see why fine not. Fine isn't. I don't want fine. We've had plenty of fine around here. You know. 
The Phoenix Suns have been fine for a long time. Can it be great? And that's the challenge when they've only played eight games together, nine games together, and, and they're going to have to evolve and adapt and improvise on the fly. I, I don't want fine. I want great. I, think, I don't know if it can be great. We'll I see. think you will get great. Because great's a championship. I think they'll get to. I think that they'll get out of the West. Now Durant's got to do something he hasn't done in a long time. He's got to go play four playoff series. He hasn't, he, has, he hasn't done that in five. Last time he did that, he was in his 20s. Yeah. But he also doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body from this year. It is your last shot, and we mean this sincerely now, your very last shot to participate in the madness. Text the word BUCKS to 62620. You can choose from the last four teams to win for your chance to win $250. Text the word BUCKS to 62620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. If feels like forever ago, but we do have an idea what the Suns look like with Kevin Durant. What did we learn in those three games? That's coming up. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right. Lots to update you on when it comes to the Suns game, all of which is just kind of come down in the last couple of minutes or so while we were away on break. Um, Kevin Durant is officially available, according to Monty Williams. Ain't that something? Yeah, that is something, DeAndre. Uh, he is on a minutes restriction. This is right off of Kellen Olson's Twitter account. You should be following him on Twitter if you're not already. At Kellen Olson is where you can find him. KD will be on a minutes restriction, but he is officially available to play tonight. Okay. I mean, why? Huh? What's, what's the difference? Why what? They want to keep it in, what, 20, 20 minutes a game? What do they want, five minutes in each quarter? Hey, you know what? It's, All right. You know, why not? Because I don't think it matters. I don't think five minutes a quarter or six minutes a quarter really matters. So you want to go for 38 tonight is what you're looking for? No, I'm just saying I don't think you got to limit them to 20. I mean, we'll see what well, Monty I, never, Monty I, I, never follows tw- through. Where did follows you get 20 through? Anyway. Who said 20? I'm just saying if he averages, if he plays in five minutes a quarter. Okay, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's going to be more than 20. I would guess he's going to play about tw- Well, What was the over-under I set? Whatever it is, go over because Monty never follows these, these rules anyway. Well, if I remember right, for his debut against Charlotte, I was really close on the minutes Were and you? the points. Oh, I was right on the money with the minutes. I think I missed it by about a minute. I think I said... 28 and a half, and he checked in at 27 and a half? Okay. I think. It's very close to that. You either said 27 and a half or 28 and a half. Yeah. I, I would, if I were set, I'd set it at 26. I think, okay. he, I think he'd play about 26, 26 and a half. Okay. Um, so he's going to play. He's going to be on a minutes restriction. There's that. The Minnesota Timberwolves, apparently, there's something going through their locker room. Because, oh, they're sick. Uh, questionable to play tonight. Kyle Anderson is questionable. Right. Anthony Edwards is questionable. Oh, man. Um, Torian Prince is questionable. There's something going around. There's something going around. So now all of a sudden, Anthony Edwards is questionable with an illness tonight as well. We already talked about Kyle Anderson. So there, there's, there's something going through that locker room right now. We'll see. I don't know how many of them are going to play. I don't know how many of them aren't going to play. But Anthony Anthony Edwards is questionable for tonight's game in addition to to Kyle Anderson and others. So we'll we'll see what team the Minnesota Timberwolves actually 
field tonight, right, or put out on the floor, because it sounds like yeah. they've got quite a few of their guys who are dealing with an ill. Now, we expect Carl Anthony Towns to play. He's got the cast strain, kept him out of their last game against didn't Sacramento, play against, right? Played against Golden State, but they had back-to-back, so they didn't want him because of the calf strain and the ramping back up. They didn't want him to play that back-to-back against Sacramento. They beat Sacramento anyway, so back-to-back wins against Golden State and Sacramento. They've been playing good basketball. I was looking forward to seeing them at, at full strength, because they're a different team now than the last time we remember seeing him. I would agree. Um, okay, so there's just three games, but let's jog the memory a little bit. Okay. W- what did we learn about Kevin Durant in those three games that we will see applied starting tonight? What I remember is just how efficient both him and Devin Booker were. They were both great. Booker especially really excelled when he was playing with Kevin Durant. His numbers in those games were, were tremendous. So that's the one thing that I kind of remember about the three games. Games. We talked about the schedule. It said schedules matter. And they're not playing anybody that good. But, you know, if you look at those three games, Booker averaged 36 points per game. He made 56% of his shots. Um, he nailed 50% of his three-pointers, he was really, really good. 7.7 assists, 5.3 rebounds, less than a turnover a game. And then Durant, 26.7 points per game, 69% of his shots he was making, um, 53.8% of his three, like threes, they were great together. The efficiency was through the roof. Both of those guys really excelled. Yeah, that's, I remember from those games, I mean, KD, uh, and you mentioned it just a second ago. That game against Dallas, he had 37 points. He took 17 shots. So efficient. And that's the story, honestly, of his career. He's never been a high-volume shooter. He's never really had to be a high-volume shooter. He's not a guy who puts up a lot of shots. If you go back and look over his career, his average field goal attempts per game, I think he's like 18, 18 and a half. I mean, that's by no means high-volume in today's NBA. It makes what he does even more remarkable, that he doesn't have to shoot the ball 20-something times a game to get some of those big numbers. Yeah, I I think Devin Booker is probably one of the main things to say that we kind of learn from that. Kevin Durant returning to the Suns really sparked something in Devin Booker that, quite frankly, he's carried on throughout the entire month of March. I mean, his numbers throughout March have been absolutely tremendous in that. Um, that's one thing I think we can say we we expect starting tonight and that we can say we learned starting tonight. I, I think for me, the other thing, and I'm, I'm looking in particular at that Mavs game, okay? And I don't know why, but because, like you say, schedules matter. I'm going back to that Mavs game, and what I'm reminded of is that in the fourth quarter, while everybody remembers the big shot that KD hit and the bunny that Luka missed at the end, right? Yeah. I also think about some of the baskets that were big in the fourth quarter. Remember the eight and put back, how big that was? Huge. There was a Paul three, there was an ish three, and the other thing I remember about that game was how very obvious the Mavs were trying to make Josh Okoge beat them. You know, like, okay, we're, we're, Okoge, we're going to give you that shot all day. And Okoge took it, and he missed it all day that day against Dallas. I remember the DA tipping more than anything else because that was such a big basket. I think yeah. it was a tipping, right? It was a tipping. It was a, it was a putback after a Booker miss, if right. I'm not mistaken. Okoge in that game, and I'm looking through my notes, he played 22 minutes. He was 0 of 8 from 3, and they kept leaving him open. Go ahead, shoot it. Go ahead, shoot it. What I want to know is, in those crunch time minutes, and the four main guys for the Suns are on the floor, who's the fifth? Who's the fifth in the crunch time? Not necessarily who starts. 
Who finishes? Because a Kogi, that guy's going to get looks. Is it Terrence Ross? Is it TJ Warren? Is it more of an offensive-minded player down the stretch to be able to take advantage of those open looks? Because that's one thing I remember from those three games. Josh Okogie got... Now, the game before against the Bulls, Okogie was terrific. He was like 5 of 10 from distance, right? They gave him a lot of looks, and he made a lot of looks. Whoever that fifth guy is is going to be left open. Who's it going to be? If I remember correctly... This month has been a bad month of shooting the three for Josh Okogie. I believe you're correct. And the month before, February was really good. So I think he was really good in February and then really struggled in uh, in this past month. Stand by. I'm going to give you the numbers I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, from three-point three line in February, Josh Okogie hit 46% of his shots. Okay, that's incredible. In February. In March... Twenty nine percent. That's not incredible. That's no fifty six to twenty nine. That's a big difference. Forty six so, to twenty nine. Forty six to twenty nine. So if he can't knock down those shots, but again, do you need a guy to knock down shots if you got KD book and another shooter on the court? You just need one more shooter. Yeah, in theory, you shouldn't. Because you know, then but- you could go. One more shooter, you can go both corners and somebody at the top. Yeah. Swing the ball around to the open guy. In theory, you shouldn't, but again, that was the strategy for Dallas. It's just let Josh Okogie shoot. And he shoot. Hey, he was he was shooting the basketball. I just wonder if that will change tonight a little bit and if we'll see something different. Then another thing, and I'm just looking at my notes here, and I again I keep harping on this, DeAndre Ayton touches. Get DeAndre Ayton touches. Keep him fed. Keep him engaged. Make sure he's because in the fourth quarter, he looked disengaged because he had not been used very much in the second. In the third. It's hard when you're the fourth option on the team to get a lot of touches. I know, but just enough. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Phoenix Suns are taking on a team that's in a groove right now. But is tonight the night that groove skips a beat or several beats, given who's not going to be on the floor? We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. Rozier on the right wing. Dribbles against Durant. Finds Oubre for a three straight away. No. Off the back iron. Straight to Durant. Outlet pass to a streaking Booker for the right hand jam. In transition. And that was set up by Katie's vision. It's back tonight. He's back tonight. Kevin Durant's going to play. Monty Williams confirming what we already knew and already expected, and that Kevin Durant is going to make his home debut tonight for the Phoenix Suns after <laughs> weeks, months, years. I mean, yeah. we've, been, we've been anticipating this day since, what, June 30th of 2022 in Wait, some ways? it was ways? June 30th. It was, it was, June, was 30th. June 30th. I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah, because I remember that, you know, that, that was the first day that the Durant to, to the Suns rumors and I remember you know digging deep inside with, with Suns contacts and being told the Nets don't want DeAndre Ayton and I put that out there the same day as the rumors came out and because everybody figured okay it's easy just make it that trade with Ayton and but the Nets did not want DeAndre Ayton which really threw the whole put a whole big monkey wrench in the whole you know D- D- Durant to the Suns in the summer it never happened. I know technically that's not accurate to say we've been waiting since June 3rd We've been waiting since the trade deadline, and we've been waiting since then for this. And we've seen Kevin Durant in a son's uniform. Colangelo but. lost that coin flip. <laughs> That's how long I've been waiting. And they lost.
Toss that damn coin flip. Uh, well, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would have been here. Yeah, Lou Alcindor. Lou Alcindor, yes. come on. Yeah, I mean, Suns fans uh, have been waiting a long, long time for this. But the idea of Kevin Durant playing in a Suns uniform, and again, we've seen him in three games, but playing at home in a Suns uniform, tonight is the night. Monty Williams said it's going to happen tonight, so no matter how long it is you've been waiting, it appears that tonight it's going to happen. Now, what's changed about tonight a little bit is the opposition, and it's not exactly knowing who's going to be available, because something you and I talked about earlier, one thing we really liked about it being the Minnesota Timberwolves is that it was not a soft landing. You know, the, the first yeah. Kevin Durant debut came against the Charlotte Hornets. That was about as soft as you can get in terms of a landing spot. It was going to be different with Minnesota tonight. The problem with Minnesota, apparently there's some sort of a bug going through that locker room because suddenly everybody, including Anthony Edwards, is questionable for tonight's game. I say everybody. It's not everybody. But it's Anthony Edwards. It's Kyle Anderson. It's Torian Prince. They're all questionable for tonight's game. Carl Anthony Towns is probable with that calf strain. These games are so important for them, too. Oh, it's like hugely is, important. This isn't like for them. It's like the, the, you're battling for your lives to try to you know get a, a spot where you don't have to play in the play-in game. So this is, uh, you know, this is, uh, so probably, here's the report from the Timberwolves PR. Probable, Carl Anthony Towns. Questionable, Anderson, Edwards, Noel, Prince, Rivers. Yep. Out Ryan. So this is 22 minutes ago from the Timberwolves PR. They got five guys that are that are well, questionable for the game. I've even got an update for you. Torian Prince is out. Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, Jalen Noel are game time decisions. Okay. So Torian Prince is out. Uh, he's been ruled out. Edwards, Anderson, and Noel, Noel are game time decisions for tonight's game. Okay. Now Edwards is obviously big. He's one of the best young players in the NBA. Yes. He's he's tremendous. He's so much fun to watch. Um, and Kyle Anderson has been a great glue guy for Minnesota. And really, honestly, when we were mapping out the show hours ago, we were going to use this segment to talk about how up-and-coming Minnesota is. And, and just because they're missing their guys doesn't change that necessarily. But you're absolutely right. Every, like, like, the Suns have some wiggle room here, right? They've got a little bit of margin sure. for error. Minnesota, right now, today, Minnesota is the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Right now, today, they're a playing team. They're a playing team. So these games very much matter for them. Now, very important. Interesting. Grizzlies play the Clippers tonight? Yes. Jaron Jackson out. Desmond Bain out. Kawhi Leonard out. Really? Kawhi Leonard late scratch due to personal reasons. He'll be joining Paul George and Marcus Morris on the shelf. Um, the Grizzlies had both Jackson and Bain listed as doubtful. Um, Jackson and Bain have now been downgraded to out just before tip-off. Ooh. Jackson and Bain both put, let me see, um... Uh, trying to see what the injuries are. I don't really know. But the uh, Bain is dealing with a sore right foot. And Jackson, who hasn't missed a single game this year, is dealing with a sore left calf. Interesting. Yeah, like a lot of guys, like just today's a big day in the NBA. Like today's a big day. Like you look at the schedule, like there's some, there's some, there's some important big games, games going some on. Important games. I'm look, okay. Dallas is playing right now. Yep. So and actually, that Memphis Clippers game is going on right now. Oh, okay. How's and, that game going? Oh, it's in Memphis. Okay. And Mitch said, unleash Russ. Yeah. Um, he's got 15 points. Russell Westbrook started. Six, he started. He, he started. He's six of seven from the floor, three of three from distance. He's got 15 points. But it's Memphis beating the Clippers 30 to 29 right now. Look at the games. Okay. So the Lakers are playing Chicago. They're up by 11 in the first quarter. Uh-huh. Dallas is playing. 
Cali and Philly, they're up by 10. Uh-huh. You've got the um, Oklahoma City's playing. They're tied with the Pistons right now like, at the end of the first like quarter. Today, this, today's a big day for the schedule. Sac- Sacramento plays a little bit later. That one doesn't mean as much, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Oklahoma City, the Lakers, Dallas, the Clippers, the Timberwolves. This is a big day in terms of how the Western Conference you know, kind of standings are going to shake out. And I'm sure Minnesota would have loved in a perfect circumstance. And I don't know if Anthony Edwards isn't going to play. I don't, I don't know if Kyle Anderson isn't going to play. I just know that clearly there's some sort of illness going through their locker room and all those guys are game-time decisions. And that Torian Prince has already been ruled out because of that. So it does now. A lot of key guys in the NBA not playing tonight. Now, none of this takes away from the fact that Minnesota is the Mike Conley trade. At the deadline. Yeah. Everyone talks about Durant. Everyone talks about Kyrie. It was huge for the them. The Mike Conley edition was huge yeah. for Minnesota. They got a grown-up in the room <laughs> to play point guard instead of D'Lo. They got a grown-up in the room. It's true. No, it is. They got it's a guy who knows how to play the game. He's smart. He, he dishes the ball. He doesn't make the mistakes. He doesn't play crazy and out of control like D'Lo does. He plays defense. He he knows how to get the ball to everybody. Like, like he's a professional. Mike Conley's a professional. That was a terrific I, trade for them. It changed the whole... Makeup of the of that Timberwolves team. I always liked Mike Conley for the reasons you just described. Grown up in the room, smart, understands the game. He's not going to do anything stupid with the ball. Injuries have kind of always been the issue. That Achilles injury, I thought was going to be the end of him. Yeah, he, he and what bad he, injury. What he brings with him to Minnesota, it's like baked in from his time at Utah because it's the relationship he has with Rudy Gobert. You know, they've been able, especially in the absence of Carl Anthony Towns, they've been able to run their little two man game to death the last few weeks because Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been on the floor, and then Anthony Edwards is kind off doing his thing. Jaden McDaniel's been good for them. Kyle Anderson's Nas been Reed. good for them. Nas Reed's been really good. Monty, really good. Monty said before the game today that Nas Reed could start on a lot of teams in the NBA. They're, they're deep. They're big. They're talented. They, they got, in Anthony Edwards, they've got one of the most athletic players in the NBA. That's a team that... Now, I would welcome a first-round matchup with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I, I, I would want that. They don't that. match up well because their their best player is a sh- shot blocker who plays at the rim, and the Suns don't go to the rim. The Suns shoot mid-range jump shots. Rudy, like, stay there, Rudy. Like, we're not like you. If you draw Rudy Gobert out, you go around him. He's easy to go around. He's, he usually stays by the basket, rebounds the ball, tries to block shots if you come in on him. But for a team that takes a lot of mid-range jump shots, that that, that plays well. You know, for for the Suns against Minnesota, yeah. it's a good matchup for I, them. I've never thought much about Minnesota. And mostly because of D'Angelo Russell, the Mike Conley thing has just changed everything. Now, I, I still think in the playoffs, to your point, especially against the Suns, it's not a great matchup. I, I think you're going to be able to get Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert kind of spun around a little bit defensively. And I don't, you know, the two of them on the floor defensively at the same time, I'm just not sure how that's going to work. Come playoff time, it might really go be their detriment to have them both out there. But but I think the way they've played in the regular season has been a real testament to how they've been able to rebuild that roster. Because you know me, I was not a fan of the Gobert trade at all for Minnesota. Right. I, I did not think that that was even close to worth what they gave up for him. Uh, but the Conley trade has really kind of crystallized things for him. And, and who knows, this might be a first-round matchup preview for the Suns. I don't think it will be, but it could be, depending on how things work No, out. and listen, I, I said this before. I mean, the Suns, I think, are going to be okay at four. There's a lot of teams that don't want to go to five. If you're Golden State, the Clippers, and Minnesota, 
Look, you don't want to play in a play-in tournament, but you're also looking at five like, okay, I got to play the Suns, and then if I beat them, I got to go play the Nuggets. It's not the best. Five is not the best spot to be in. Yeah. Now, same thing for the Suns at four. If they have to play the Warriors or the Clippers and then the Nuggets, the path is a little bit harder, but it is what it is. All right, on Saturday, come hang out with me and the Arizona Sports Promo Team. We're going to be at the new Fulton Homes community, Barney Farms in Queen Creek, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Saturday. We're going to be hosting a two seconds is too long drowning prevention event. We'll be giving you the chance to win D-backs tickets. We'll have live CPR demonstrations from not only the YMCA, but also the Queen Creek Fire Department. Drowning is 100% preventable. Come out and learn how to keep kids safe around water. When we come back, the Western Conference, we just went through some of the scores. How is it projected to pan out? That's coming up on Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Suns and the Timberwolves on tonight at 7 o'clock. Coyotes are not in action tonight. They are not back at it until Friday, it looks like, when they're taking on the when they're taking on the Stars, I should say. Um, and that's it, locally. Now, we'll go through some of the NBA games again, just because it's, it's Gambo mentioned earlier, it's kind of a big night in the NBA in terms of the Western Conference standings and what it all might mean. But in terms of what's on tonight, it is the Suns and it's the Timberwolves and it starts at 7 o'clock. And our pregame coverage begins in about 45 minutes from right now. So we've got bonus burns in Gambo. We'll be with you until 6.30. And of course, tomorrow, um, we'll also have bonus burns in Gambo because it's the opener for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Zach Gallon taking the mound. Had him on the show yesterday. Looking forward to it. Uh, tough gauntlet coming out of the gates, right? Dodgers, Padres to start. Yes. So tough teams to play, but I, I'm really looking forward to baseball starting. I got to give you your fifty bucks. So you do. I got charged today. So you got charged today. All right. I, you and my kid need to give me fifty bucks. So we're Venmo all you fifty dollars. Splitting I, that. I'm out of Venmo, so I'll have Chelsea do it. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna do what? I will have Chelsea Venmo you, Mitch. You want it? You want in on my MLB? No, 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 no. I was just going to bring up a fascinating note about the D-backs playing the Dodgers. Lipinski tweeted it out yesterday. After these first two series, they played the Dodgers five more times the rest of the year. That's That's great. Five more games. That's nuts. That's great. It's a good thing. I'm tired of the 19 games against the NL West. It's terrible. Yeah. This is much, the schedule the way it is is much better now. So what, they've got four against the Dodgers here, four next week, and then after that, only five the rest of the way? Is that the... Is that, that sounds about right, yes. Okay, is that the deal? Man, uh, we'll be on the field for opening day, right? Yes, we will. I'll bring my glove, have a catch with somebody. <laughs> you going to wear the Italian jersey again? I will. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up this year. I'm, I'm bringing an espresso, uh, espresso machine and put it in the dugout. Uh, last year, I wore my baseballism Field of Dreams t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I might wear my Roy Hobbs... New York Knights jersey from uh, oh. the Natural. My son got that for me for my birthday nice. a couple years ago. It's a Roy Hobbs number nine. It's even got the Wonder Boy lightning patch on the right sleeve. I might, I might. Wear my that favorite jersey sure. is my Buck O'Neill Kansas City Monarchs jersey. Do you wear that though? No, I had it framed. Okay, I was going to say I'd have to take it out of the frame. But I have a signed Buck O'Neill from him. I was with him at the Negro League Museum in Kansas City, and I don't ever do this, but I was like. I'm going to, will you mind if I go get your jersey and have you sign it for me? And he did it. That's 
Buck O'Neill is worth that. I know. I, I, was, I know. I think he's absolutely worth it. one of my prized it. possessions. Um, yeah, the, this baseball season, and we'll talk about the Suns in 60 seconds. This, this baseball season is going to be, in some ways, one of the most unique we've seen. Because of the pitch clock, because of the, the banning of the shifts, the larger bases, the unbalanced schedule. Like, we're, in some ways, we are going into somewhat uncharted territory with Major League Baseball now with some of the I'm things open. that they've done. I'm, I'm open for it. Well, I mean, it's... It, you I, know what? It's it's time, right? Like I'm I'm actually looking forward to two and a half hour long baseball games. I am. I mean, sometimes they do go on too long, and sometimes the the it's not even so much the time. You know this. It's not even so much the fact that they're three hours long. They feel three hours long, right? Because nothing happens. Everything is just so slow, and there's so much standing around. And and I, I like that they're being forced to have pace because I think that will force some action and just make it easier to watch. Right. All right, well, Casey Wilcox does not want me wearing my Italian shirt because it's kind of like Dodger blue. He's not wrong. He really? Yeah, it's the almost the exact shade as Dodger blue. Yeah, I guess so. Right. I don't know. I don't think of it like that. I think of it as yes, a, a Team Italian. Daniel Descalso got it for me when he played for Team okay, Italy. What, what, okay, hold on. Yeah. Casey's right. Yeah. Okay. Why? There's no blue in, it, in Italy's. What, what are the colors of Italy's flag? Red, white, and green. But the Azora, the, the, the soccer team is blue. Like, the, it's blue. Azora, blue. Oh. I just would think that you would pick a color. For the jersey for the Italy, flag for is baseball. red, white, and green. You go, but the, you the go national, something red, white, and green. The national team plays it, uh, Zora blue. Huh? That doesn't make any sense. See Italy soccer jerseys? Uh, yeah, but blue. that's not relevant to what I'm. The point that I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that you would think you would go with uniform colors that are reflective of the flag. That's what Team USA does. Team USA isn't out there wearing orange jerseys. They're wearing red, white, and blue. Because those are the colors on the flag. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> you've got a great prime minister. Bring it up with her. Oh, thanks, that mate. Georgia Maloney. Thanks, thanks great I have a leader in Italy. with her. I'll, I'll let yes. you know about Terrific that. Terrific leader. Um, all right. So the NBA and the where the way things stand right now. Let me just the standings right now. If you're so inclined, as it stands right now, Phoenix Suns have 35 losses. They have a one-game lead in the loss column as the fourth seed over the number 5 L.A. Clippers. They have a two-game lead in the loss column over the number 16 right now, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Minnesota also has 37 losses. The Pelicans are 8. They have 38. The Lakers are ninth. They have 38 losses. The Thunder are 10th. They have 39 losses as well. Tonight is a crazy busy night in the NBA when it comes to games that can impact all of this. All right. Lakers are losing to the Bulls by one. Seven minutes to go in the second quarter there. Five minutes to go in the first half. The Clippers are beating Memphis 54-47. No Jaron Jackson Jr., no Desmond Bain, no Kawhi Leonard. John Morant is playing, and the Clippers have a seven-point lead. A Clippers loss would give you a little bit more cushion if you're the Suns for fourth over fifth. If that but it also opens the door for what I think most people would agree is the worst matchup, the Warriors, to pass them. Potentially, yes. I, I mean, mean it, gives you, it, gives, it gives the Warriors maybe an inside track to, to sneak in at five. I'm not super enamored with the Clippers either in the first round. 
You know, I mean, it's the, I, Paul George is hurt. I would agree that I don't want the Warriors, but I'm not super enamored with the Clippers because okay. they're going to defend their butts off. That's they do the defend. one. That's the one thing that makes me yep. very nervous about that. They do defend their butts off. Um, Dallas has beaten Philadelphia sixty-two fifty-seven. That's a surprise to me. Um, Kyrie's got 15. Lucas got 11. Joel Embiid has 14. Maxi has 10 for the Philadelphia 76ers. And, and Harden's playing. Harden's missed the last few games. He's playing in that game, too. Mavericks are holding on for dear life in the Western Conference. They're on the outside looking in right now. I know. Tournament. They have to win a lot of their games, and then they got to get help because they're on the outside looking in. Now, they're not, it's not like they're two or three games out with seven to play. I mean, what is that, a half game? Yes. From being out of the from being in a playoff spot. So they just got to win some games. They need to help themselves. But that if they don't make the play-in tournament and they're on the outside looking in when it's all said and done, and what that team does, that what does Kyrie do then? He what not they resign. do then? I, I don't think he's back, right? And then you gave up all that stuff to get him. And for what? To pair Luka with another superstar who right. couldn't even get you into the play-in tournament? They made a lot of mistakes. Their first mistake, I think everybody will admit that they didn't keep Brunson. They, they wanted a bigger star than Brunson. They let Brunson go to New York. They didn't get anything for him. Traded their best defensive players in, in Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and went all in on Kyrie. And, you know, they want to re-sign him, but it's up to Kyrie. If Kyrie decides he doesn't want to play there, he's not going to play there. 538.com that runs all the simulations. They projected the Western Conference the west the rest of the way. They got Denver 1, Memphis 2, Sacramento 3. Again, this is all a projection. They're projecting the Phoenix Suns to finish 4th. And then a three-way tie for 5th, 6th, and 7th. Which is really important because seventh, you're in the playing tournament, right? And is all and tiebreakers are probably going to come into play a lot. Oh, here. they're going to have to because with everybody so bunched up, I mean, what's the odds that there's no scenarios in which there's two teams with the same record? It's rare. It's going to be rare. It's going to be rare, and there are going to be tiebreakers that are going to come into play. The way they project it, the Clippers finish fifth, Minnesota finishes sixth, Golden State finishes seventh, but th- those are all they all have forty three and thirty nine records. Right, so that it's it's going to be tight. It's going to be close. We're not going to know who the Suns are playing in the first round until the last day of the NBA season. Of that, of them, we'll sure we will we will not know who it's going to be. I just you brought up a really interesting point. We we mentioned this with the Suns a couple of weeks ago. You can make an argument that for Golden State, it's better for them to be six and not be in the four five matchup. Yeah, because the the, the ma- if you're five, you got to go play Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and the Suns. And then if you happen to win that, you got to go play the number one seeded Nuggets. It's you know it's it's not the best scenario for Golden State. Now I think if the Golden State gets Wiggins back, I think that changes a lot, especially if he's if he's right, if his mind is right. Uh, he's been out for a long time. Apparently he's coming back, but there's no no nothing assured with that. Um, but yeah, I think I, I I think I'd rather be six and play take my chances with Sacramento than be five, because if you if you go if you go that route, you might have Sacramento in the first round and Memphis in the second rather than the Suns and the Nuggets. Yeah. I think that's an easier path. It's amazing to think that if you look at the Western Conference, one side of the bracket, the one, the four, the five, and the eight could be the Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Lakers. They could be on one side, right? Or the Nuggets, the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers could be on one side of the bracket, and then the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and whomever else could be on the other. Like, like you could make the argument that that the one side featuring the one, the four, the five, and the eight is like yeah. death. Like, oh my God, who's going to come out of that? I'll say this. I don't think the Lakers can win a series. 
LeBron or not, I don't think they can. LeBron, AD, I don't think they can win a series. Um, I just don't believe in the Lakers. I haven't all year. They might get out of a play-in, but they're not going to, like, if they play the Nuggets, they're not going to win that series. I, pro- I mostly agree with you. I don't, I'd be so like, like, surprised. We, we played that soundbite earlier of Brian Windhorst saying that LeBron and Steph and KD smell fear in the Western Conference. I don't think that applies to LeBron. I think he kind of had to throw in LeBron because he's LeBron. I don't think the Lakers are good enough to take advantage of the rest of the Western Conference. I just don't. I, I LeBron's health is too sketchy and AD's health is too sketchy and they're, they're just not that good. Yeah, he may smell he may smell that the West is wide open, but I don't think it's wide open for the Lakers. They got no depth. They really don't have any depth. Team's not very good. No. I mean, I'm, yeah, okay, LeBron and AD on any given night, but I just don't like their whole team. They're just not very good. Yeah.